Hello and welcome to the next edition of Fixed Interests, where we're going to discuss Turkey. My name is Paul Gamble and I'm Head of Emerging Europe Sovereigns at Fitch. And with me today is Eric Arispe, a Senior Director in the Sovereign Team and our Lead Analyst on Turkey. Eric, we've just come through an electoral cycle in Turkey in which President Erdogan has secured another term in office. How has Fitch thought about these elections from a rating perspective? Our focus uh, for the May 2023 general election was on Turkey's uh, policy mix and its impact on the sovereign external and macroeconomic vulnerabilities. These vulnerabilities increased markedly over the past two years due to the government push to maintain high growth and employment creation. In March, we had affirmed Turkey's sovereign rating at B with a negative outlook reflecting the government's expansionary and inconsistent policy mix, which is characterized by high negative real rates and increasing use of regulatory measures and controls to reduce FX demand and maintain a relatively stable lira. Our view was that this policy mix would keep FX demand high and weigh on the availability and cost of external financing, all of which are contrary to the formal goals of the government policy. The extent of the distortions building meant that we expected a policy adjustment after the elections. However, we were not sure about the form of this in the event of the re-election of President Erdogan, especially as authorities, including the president, pledged to maintain their course, including maintaining low interest rates. Okay, thank you. So what would you say are the main economic challenges for the new administration? Policymakers certainly face a complex set of economic challenges due to the policy stimulus in the run-up to the election. The magnitude is evident when compared to the economic situation at the time of the country's most recent, and I should say brief, return to a more conventional approach to monetary policy back in late 2020. Inflation has come down from a record high 85.5% in October to about 39% in May, but this is more than triple the level of annual inflation in October 2020, when Nasi Akbal took office as central bank governor. In addition, core inflation has actually increased in May, and inflation expectations are unanchored. International reserves are higher in gross terms, at about $100 billion in late May, against $84 billion at the end of October 2020, but reserves composition has weakened materially with negative net reserves in May, and the central bank net foreign asset position has moved deeper into red once we deduct swaps with local banks and other central banks. The combination of eroded reserve buffers, a wide large current account deficit, 24 billion in the first quarter of the year compared to a full year of about 58 in 2022, and almost 200 billion maturing over the next 12 months at the end of March, means that access to external financing is of critical importance for Turkey. Also, the sovereign balance sheet is exposed to currency risk with about 62% of central government debt denominated in foreign currency. And also we have an increased stock of FX protected deposits. The size of the latter, which was introduced during the financial stress of 2021, has jumped to about 120 billion in early June and represents a contingent liability for the sovereign, both in terms of fiscal cost, but also additional demand of effects in the event of reduced rollovers. Finally, while Turkey 
has maintained a prudent fiscal stand through the pandemic, the fiscal deficit has widened in the run-up to the, this year's elections. Owing to new spending and revenue measures, and fiscal accounts are exposed to higher interest rates and weaker exchange rate, as well as, as, well as higher inflationary pressures pushing spending. Also, the financing for the reconstruction cost of the February earthquake will constitute another source of financing requirements. Thank you. So, what is your expectation for economic policy under the new government? Well, the government has signaled a potentially sharp change in the economic policy through the appointment of Mehmet Simchek as the helm of the Ministry of Treasury and Finance and Hafizi Gayer Khan as central bank governor. The new minister, who is well regarded by the markets after his performance in previous governments, has pledged a return to a rational handling of the economy, with price stability as its main target. After more than two years since the last rate hike, and that's March 2021, we expect the policy rate will once more be available as a tool for policymakers to ease pressures on the lira and reserves and battle high inflation. The market's expectation of policy changes has led to significant reduction in CDS prices and eurobond yields. But I think market remain cautious, wanting more confidence on a reorientation of economic policy. Also, a potential sign of policy intent is the movement of the lira since the election. Thanks, Eric. So what is your expectation for economic policy under the new government? The government has signaled a potentially sharp change in economic policy through the appointment of Mr. Mehmet Simchek at the helm of the Ministry of Finance and Hafize Gayer Khan as central bank governor. The new minister, is well regarded by the markets after his performance in previous governments. And he has pledged a return to a rational handling of the economy with price stability as its main target. After two years since the last rate hike, that's March 2021, we expect the policy rate will once more be available as a tool for policymakers to ease pressures on the lira in reserves and battle inflation. The market's expectation of policy changes has led to a significant reduction in CDS prices and eurobond yields. But markets remain cautious, wanting more confidence on a reorientation of economic policy. A potential sign of policy intent is the movement in the lira since the election. Pre-election economic and regulatory policies try to square the circle between maintaining both an expansionary policy stance and relatively stable exchange rate. Uh, this was done largely at the expense of international reserves. However, the lira has depreciated by 9% so far this week and 15% since the first round of elections, in contrast to a fall of just 4% in the first four months of the year. A weaker lira is consistent with the current context of high inflation, negative real rates, a wide external deficit, and weakened international reserve buffers. It could also ease the pressure on international reserves, and we have seen central bank foreign assets recover mildly over the past week. It should also support the reduction in the large current account deficit. However, a weaker lira could also fit the still strong inflationary pressures, given that the increased magnitude and the speed of the pass-through in Turkey in recent years. Excessive lira volatility could also create concern regarding deposit stability 
as during the financial stress episode of December 2021. In the near term, though, existing capital flow management measures can still manage the pace of depreciation derived from local FX demand. So a weaker lira could reinforce the expectation of a shift away from using the exchange rate as a nominal anchor to reduce inflation and promote de-dollarization towards a more conventional monetary policy. However, the process of rebuilding policy credibility and predictability will likely take time given a track record of policy reversals and premature policy easing, as well as repeated changes at the helm of the central bank. We have to keep in mind that there were three different governors in less than two years between 2019 and 2021, and Mr. Akbal's time in office only lasted four months. Also, the president has taken a more central role in the conduct of monetary and broader economic policy in recent years, which was reflected in the new economic model that articulated some of his economic views. Also, former central bank governor Kapchoglu remains in the economic management team as he has been appointed head of the financial regulator. So we believe that it will take some time to determine the durability of any policy shift, especially as Turkey faces local elections in March 2024. Thanks, Eric. And, and finally, what are the um, potential implications for Turkey's sovereign rating? Uh, right now, we remain focused on policy measures and a strategy of the new economic team. So what they're going to do to bring inflation under control, manage FX pressures, and rebuild external buffers, which we would think will be announced in the near term. The timing and sequency of policy adjustments will be important as well, given the significant distortions created by an exceptionally loose monetary policy with a combination of regulatory and capital flow management measures. These create challenges in terms of the impact of pent-up FX demand and increased linkage between public finances, especially long-term local currency bond prices and banks. Uh, in terms of easing the downward pressure on the sovereign rating, our focus will be on the extent to which a shift towards a more credible and consistent policy mix can first stabilize confidence reduce macroeconomic and financial stability risk, and also improve access to external financing. Conversely, uh, the absence of a more sustainable policy mix, uh, for example, through a delay or abandonment of the policy shift, could exacerbate current macroeconomic and balance of payment pressures, for example, by increasing the cost or constraining the access to external financing and could be negative for the rating. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for your insights, Eric, and thanks to you for listening. For more information on our views on Turkey, you can access our website on www.fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.